0: Mighty Main Street is a business show about our small businesses in Salt Lake County and the state of Utah. These extraordinary business owners share their journeys of how they're thriving in today's business environment. Visit Salt Lake and Utah Office of Tourism make this program possible. Thank you so much for joining me on Mighty Main Street. So I have Chris Motts with me, and he is a co-owner of the Stateroom, along with Darren Poccoli. And uh, Chris, thank you so much for being with us. I, I can't wait to find out what's going on. I know that, uh, you know, we're on the other side of this situation and that we're getting uh, a lot of concerts and stuff are coming to town. So thank you so much for joining us on Mighty Main Street. And let's jump right in and find out what's the latest with the Stateroom.
1: Well, it's hap- I'm so happy to be here with you, Chris. Thanks for having me uh, My back pleasure. on. Now, when you say the situation that we just dealt with, are you referring to that pandemic thing?
0: Yeah, that, COVID. I know. Uh, I I, ha- I hate to, I hate to even say the word anymore <laughs> because I'm so excited about being on the other side of it. I went to uh, Les Mis last night. Uh, Chris, so my husband and I, it was the first time that we've been in a situation like that, and I was so comfortable, and it was so enjoyable, and it was so beautiful. And, you know, part of the beauty of it, besides it being just an incredible production, was just being around people again.
1: No, that's a, that's a great point. And it And it does feel like over the last, oh, geez, I don't know, 100-plus days, we've been kind of all on this nice kind of consistent positive trajectory of, of feeling like we can get, get back out there. And not having to take this sort of roller coaster ride up and down, and and it sure feels nice to be getting getting way back into into those things like you mentioned. And, and gathering has always been kind of the most important part for me in, in terms of the line of work I'm in, presenting live music. It's it's always been about, of course, the art and the music of it all, but the gathering is really for me what it's always been about. And uh, this pause and the action has has reminded me of that even more so. And, and maybe maybe for others as well. I mean, our last show at the clubs and theaters and so forth was March of 2020. And as surreal as it seems to think that that is the reality of it, it almost feels like it was intentional in some ways. Um, I know that's probably overthinking it, but uh, I I feel like the, the pause has helped many of us Uh, continue to re re reevaluate things and and, and cherish those moments that we can get together.
0: You know, Chris, I think that's so perfectly said. I couldn't agree with you more. And I I tell you, I've heard more positive comments about what we've learned from the pandemic uh, and how it's changed us in very positive ways. Uh, In fact, we just got off the phone with your friend at Red Butte uh Derek and so uh we were talking about some of the mindful things that they're doing up at Red Butte and how they're just sold out yeah like doing yeah. yoga yoga in the park it's like yoga at the at the Red Butte Gardens and these really these cool mindful tours of being outdoors and they and they're actually being led by people that are you know sh- teaching us to listen to nature I, it sounds kind of crazy but anyway you know this is it's it's tribal in all of us this is what we do this is how we survived all this time i mean when your neighbor had bounty and your crop didn't produce you depended on people around you in order to be sustained and to live and so to come together i love your term gathering it's just as natural to us as the day is long
1: no you're you're spot on i i have this vivid memory uh, a woman gabrielle hunter who does some graphic design work for us we were at a, a brew pub middle of march last year and it was all starting to happen this was sort of the day when When schools were closing and the NBA was shutting down, and it was just sort of this this big wave coming, and she started to tear up, and I'm like, "Well, what's going on?" You know, and she's like, "I'm pre-missing everyone," (laughs) and I was like, (laughs) "What?" (laughs) You know, and I've thought about that often because what if we had had known that we were going to have to shut this thing down for a year plus? What would we have done to lead into it, right? And that that idea of pre missing people. Oh my gosh. Now looking back on it, it was so, so poignant and spot on. Um, and we're, you know, we're really, we're really starting to get fired up to, to get back into it. You know um, outdoor shows are going to be a prominent thing all around the country and here in Utah for sure. Uh, we've got a couple shows up at Deer Valley that we're excited about. Obviously the Red Butte series is going to be spectacular and other outdoor things. And then for us in the clubs, the state room uh, and the Commonwealth room, you know we've we've kind of been in this mode of let's sort of be a little bit more patient getting indoors um, the outdoor stuff people getting back out there it feels a bit more natural I think to to the majority of folks and you know we're probably targeting a, a September maybe a couple things before that to to get started, but we're in the process of putting together a real strong team of of staff members and other other industry leaders and in our and our umbrella that will be great to come back with um and i wouldn't be surprised between now and the end of 2021 that we knocked down probably 40 shows and in, indoors at the clubs or something like that if you can believe it
0: uh chris give our listeners a, a chance to tell them where this inspiration came for with you and darren and getting uh getting the stateroom going in the first place and and how long have you been doing this
1: uh it's well, he and I have both independently been in the in the concert business for over 20 years each. Um, we had been friends. We both grew up back east and kind of had mutual friends here that over the years became crossing paths more often. And we both share uh, affinity for New England sports teams and all that fun stuff. And, you know, back in 2008, he kind of gave me a call and said, hey, we're doing some stuff similarly. Why don't we grab lunch and have a chat? And over a bowl of soup, we kind of matched Matched visions and interests in in this line of work, and really kind of began to see, wow, we see it pretty similarly. And I kind of went back to that whole idea of, boy, people together—that really is that really is uh, it's something special about it. And this was at the time when the Zephyr Club had closed. We kind of realized if we were going to forge a path in in the, in the marketplace to have a venue, would be would be pretty critical to it. When I was taking a lunch at the Bayou and walked out and saw this big sign across the old children's theater and next thing you know call the number and start poking around at it and that was in 2008 and we opened in April 1st of 2009 and again at that time we were probably I think just trying to figure out how to get people in there sell a couple tickets sell a couple drinks have some music on stage and did that without even thinking what it might look like 10 years later. <laughs> and I look back on it now, it's, uh, boy, it feels feels pretty darn cool to, to be able to give give a spot to people and to musicians and, and to the community that feels pretty positive. I'm, I'm proud of what we've been able to pull off. And I'm also really kind of grateful for the support throughout this pandemic as well. You know, we've had people from all walks of life, pick up the phone, send random emails, support us on a few different fundraising things, just giving us that little extra kick in the butt to say, you know, make it through guys. We want you back. And, that uh, certainly hasn't gone unnoticed.
0: I would love to hear about the support that you received either from the feds or f- locally and we'll just do that on the other side of the break uh, Chris because I know that I-, I think we have so much to be grateful for that we not only live in this country but we're in this incredible state of Utah and we I think a lot of people really step forward to support our small business community including this program so as soon as we get on the other side of the break Chris I want to hear more about that. Thank you so much Chris for joining us. I have uh, Chris Motz with me and he's a co-owner of the state room we'll be right back. If you want to hear this interview again, download the KSL News Radio app or listen anywhere you find great podcasts. Just search Mighty Main Street. We're coming right back on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM at 11:60 a.m.
2: I'm Dave Colley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Sheri Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home.